Welcome to a Movie Babies special college edition and special for another way. Devin Spencer, no April Foolin, is not <laughs> present today. He's doing some Easter bullshit with his family and uh, couldn't make it to this rousing discussion and viewing of Ready Player One, Steven Spielberg's uh, interpretation of this popular book that it my two guests have read, and I tried to read and couldn't get very far into. Uh, my good friends Bobby Yost, uh, for one time you've come, you've movie baby before. One time I got to yell in on another episode as I was passing through. <laughs> oh, that's I, right. I think on one thing the cameoed, yeah, and then so. you got to feature. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, and then my good friend from childhood, Aaron Wahlborg, is finally here in Bellingham. Whoop whoop! Ready to throw in his two cents about. This film, we just went to the Regal, we had a lot of sugar, I was buzzing. <laughs> yeah. That was long. I, yeah, it was a long movie. Too, I was full of pizza. Too. <laughs> ready to fall asleep the entire time. Did anybody nod off? Um, no. I think I would have if the people sitting right next to me hadn't been pointing out every single reference in the entire movie. Oh, you had that. Uh, so that was, that was keeping me awake. That's I think they were also chugging some brews, so yeah. they are getting animated. It was uh, like a family, though, right? Yeah, it was like a family. It was really like weird. a dad and a the dad daughter and a kid. Stuff and be like, "Oh, that's from this." And, and they were drinking. <laughs> I saw a couple beer bottles. <laughs> to be fair, they were having a lot more fun than us. Yeah, that's they true. were. That's true. So. We were pretty staunch the whole. I could <laughs> tell, like, our vibe the whole time was like, "Oh, this is kind of fun. Okay, this is kind of like Willy Wonka. Okay, all right, yeah, fucking." Yeah. <laughs> we got over it really fast. Yeah. It. Yeah. So it's been a while since I've seen a Spielberg movie. Maybe that's a good place to start. Yeah. It's, he, the last thing he made was, what, I can't even remember. Not the horse movie. Um, uh, what would it have been? There was one not too long ago. Um, I might be IMDb in. Jaws? <laughs> yeah. <There's... laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, there was a guy since the, the horse movie. I, I want to say Secretariat, but I know that's just a BoJack Horseman thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm way out of the loop on movies, so I don't know what the horse movie is. Uh, Black Beauty? Is that Black, right? Oh, Black Beauty, yeah. <laughs> Post was the one that he was up for last year. Okay. But BFG was the last thing that I That's remember. That's right, and I did not see that. Yeah, War Horse was the movie that we okay. were talking about. Okay. Wait, he did BFG? Yeah. He did, yeah. Um, um, it was not good. Yeah. Okay. So well, Every roll doll adaptation I've seen has not been good. Yeah. And the books are incredible. The, right. the, the witch one is not good? Witches? Uh, I haven't seen that awesome. since I was a kid, actually. And I okay. remember it really freaked me out, and I felt yeah. too old to be freaked out by it. So perhaps that one was good. I haven't yeah. revisited it. I felt uh, the same way at 27. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Spielberg's in fairly good practice. It's not been a long time since he's, he's done his thing, but he brought with him the dude that wrote the Avengers movie. And oh, the first Avengers, like X Men, to to write this screenplay Ooh. with with the with the guy who wrote the book too, right? Yeah, Ernest He's, Klein okay. co-wrote yeah. the screenplay. Um, although I wonder, with things like that, him being the author of the book, how much of it was like the other guy wrote a screenplay and basically gave it to him and said, "Okay, what do you want to change here?" And yeah. basically got a screenplay credit for I that as nice. part of their deal. Um, funny enough, I watched that Avengers movie last night oh, really? for the first time yeah. since the theater. Um, 
I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was fun. A lot of yeah. standing around and talking. A lot of standing around talking. Um, although I watched the one that comes right before that in that series directly before it. One of the Iron Man movies? I wasn't. It was... Uh, Captain America? Captain America. Yeah. And that was not fun. Okay. That was very yeah. boring. <laughs> so I don't know if it was just a matter of being better than Captain America. But uh, but it was surprisingly fun. Um, so. so on a side note, uh, speaking of Captain America, when I was in China, I had a, uh, a woman in China say that she, I reminded her of Captain America before he got strong. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perhaps the best uh, unintentional backing of the compliment. How do you like, respond yes, I'm to that? Actually, so weak that they, I need CG. <laughs> I hope you threw a shield at her. <laughs> I was noticing in that movie that he takes every opportunity possible to throw himself on a grenade. Uh, anytime there's a grenade, he's like jumping on it. And I, I came to the conclusion that he's just suicidal. Yeah, in that yeah. movie. He just has a death wish. Dark, dark times yeah. for Cap. Uh, I want to, first of all, about Ready Player One, I kind of want to know what your guys' experiences with the book was because I had all the intentions to read that book as like maybe the first mm-hmm. novel I had read in a really long time. I mostly read like nonfiction stuff and, and I was kind of geared up when I saw this trailer. Like however it popped onto my radar, I was like, oh, I should read that book. That'll be fun. And I borrowed Bobby's copy Mm -hmm. and promptly gave it to Kyle to finish it for me because (laughs) I couldn't... I just got a little bit bored. How far did you get? Like, uh, not maybe the first 50 or 60 pages. sure. Um, It was, like, so referential that I was like, this is probably the delight of this to most people, and it's driving me (laughs) up the wall. But you guys dug it as a book. Yeah. Yeah, um, I really liked the, uh, and it's funny because I actually am stuck on electronics books mostly these days, so I don't get to read a lot of fiction anymore, and that was the first fiction book that I sat down and read over the course of like a couple days in a long time. Oh, so you just sat down and So I, I powered through it. Yeah, yeah. it was and, the same for me. I read it on flights, flights to and from okay. China, so in one trip I, I finished the book. Cool. And same thing where I haven't doing been reading a lot of Ramona Quimby to my kids okay sure <laughs> and uh, so we made it through that whole saga um, but yeah I haven't I haven't just for my own enjoyment read a book in a while and to be fair I read this book two years probably two years ago yeah so like my memories of it are a little fuzzy especially like comparing to the movie but uh, I really enjoyed reading it and yeah the, the referential stuff was super fun yeah and like yeah. I got caught up in this kind of like feeling of reading it and you're, you know, you're reading it and the, the, the characters in the book are having to research this stuff mm-hmm. from the 80s. And, you know, you get caught up in thinking, I live this. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that don't I know how this works. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's written by someone that lived it and even more so. And I'm sure there are like a million references that went right over my head. But there is yeah. this satisfying feeling of being like, hey, I, know, I know about that. Because yeah. <laughs> like they're referencing stuff constantly and it's it's... Like, a lot of them are just kind of moving past, and you catch it if you catch it. And right. Yeah. It's this fun feeling of, like, I'm in the club. Okay. Did, as a reader, did you ever feel like, oh, this is, like, walking into a fucking hot topic. Like, all this shit is not cool anymore once it gets, like, pulled off the shelf. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you kind of, you're into something, and it's you're kind of, like, in the club on it, 
and then it kind of gets out to yeah. the greater context, and you're like, well, I don't like this anymore. Yeah, I'm worried that's what the movie may do for oh, okay. the Okay, yeah. Okay. Because I feel like the references in the book were, like, old enough that I felt legit for having lived through them. Uh-huh. Right. So I didn't get so much of that. But also, I feel like I read it before it was cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. yeah. So I, I had a coworker recommend it to me, so I found it and read it, and I was like, oh, this is awesome, but... It is one of those things is it like gets pumped up more and more. It, well, yeah. yeah, just like anything. It kind of takes some of the cool away from it. Yeah, I, I think I'm not too worried because I know that like like from the movie, things like there were a lot of Back to the Future references. And it's like, well, if you haven't seen Back to the Future at this point, you should sit down and watch yeah, it. Right. <laughs> like it's it's not like that's not as much of a in the club thing. And I know that anybody that's like, oh, I should really listen to Rush is going to, and they're going to hate it. Yeah. So I'm not worried about that. In uh, a lot of the stuff in the book, it got to a point where there were some things, it's like, okay, come on. I remember having a couple of those moment, moments. But, um, but I, I got really caught up in the, just the adventure aspect of it and how much it felt like playing a video game or something like that and being on this adventure yeah, story. Yeah, the adventure was, and the was good. the book did a great job of that. Okay. Um, I liked the book a lot less when I looked up, or when I realized that the guy that wrote this was a guy that also was in a documentary I saw where he's trying to, and I'm pretty sure it's the same guy, where he's trying to track down every single NES game that was made, and he's driving around the country in his DeLorean, dressed up basically like Marty McFly, and <laughs> okay. like that on its own that. is like okay this guy's maybe a little too into it but he's also acting like a prick to like everybody uh, that he comes across he's like trying to buy games off so of people he, to have the biggest collection he's trying to get every single Nintendo game but he's um, he's not like just going on eBay and buying them he's trying to like go to stores and collect them which is you know okay. commendable but he An- also antique roadshow style yeah he just is like an asshole the whole time and somebody moment. correct me if I'm wrong if that's not the yet. same guy uh, yeah, yeah on movie it. baby land any, any, anybody who collects things is usually a like flaming like prick a, especially yeah. if they're driving a DeLorean dress like Marty McFly <laughs> will doing so I like that there was a line in the movie that was like you can't can't be that guy that dresses like your favorite movie. <laughs> was that a PCU reference? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like, like wearing the band shirt. You can't be the guy wearing the band shirt. I hope, I the, hope uh, it went that deep. Gutter? To me, <laughs> watching the movie and a little bit of my first couple chapters of the book, it was very much like surface level 80s stuff. Like yeah. if you looked up a Wikipedia article about what the 80s were in a <laughs> nutshell, like it was all the top posted things. Right. Was there anything in the book where you're like, oh, I don't even remember that? They went into a whole, like, Gundam section, and I have no knowledge yeah. there. Okay. So that, I knew there were references flying that I'm like, if I... Yeah. Gotcha. Don't know, don't care. Gotcha. The video game stuff went a lot deeper than it did in the movie. Like, the challenges... Do you remember... I, I was struggling to remember this, but I feel like in the book it was like, they would find the key, but then there was a challenge on top of that after finding the key. Yeah, again, it's been a while, but and, I think uh, that was, yeah, they find the location of it and then you had to beat the challenge, which I guess right. was kind of corollary in how they had that race in the movie yeah. and, the, and the adventure video game. So in the book, it's more, I don't know if you got this part, but it's more like there are video game challenges at pretty much every one of the challenges. There are challenges it's, that are it's like... like Nick Arcade. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And then there are other ones where it's like they're in a movie scene and they have to say oh, and yeah. act out the movie part and that's where I felt like the movie didn't give this like you missed in the book there's a lot of the characters like 
researching the 80s and researching Halliday's yeah. life and like his interests. So they're like watching these movies every night and, and all these old shows, all this right. totally steeped in all this 80s stuff, looking for any clues that will help them in this huge hunt. And I felt like, you know, they had that, what did they call the library or whatever they went to yeah. with his memories. Mm. But I felt like that didn't really cover this whole culture of these, the egg hunters. Right. Like, Where they would have like a notebook in. full of like all their notes on every single yeah, thing. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and, and it was them in the real world having to go to like the video store and stuff like that? I think they mostly do it in the Oasis because yeah. you can access every movie yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But it was like like the Wade, Wade Watts in the in the book would be like, oh, okay, it's time to go to sleep, so I'm gonna play Joust for like six hours before I fall asleep yeah, and go okay. to school. And that was another, for whatever reason, in the book, I liked how they talk about how the Oasis was like it it provided education to all these yeah. people that didn't have like good schools in their communities because everyone goes to school in the Oasis. And, like, to me, that was, for some reason, a big part of the story, I felt like, or this yeah. whole world. And they didn't touch on that at all. All they like, did was talk about, like, revamping the high schools. Yeah. There was that weird negotiating point. Yeah. They didn't uh, even really go to school. They but never showed them at school at all. They normally all go yeah. to school, and then they go do their, like, video game adventure stuff. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I think the first key was, like, yeah. on planet with their school. But weren't there, like, yeah. multiple planets that were all the same they had these schools or something I can't remember um, it was I think there was the one planet that's just covered with every school okay and that's where he finds the first key in the book um, but yeah and this it was just like opens <laughs> with like guess what time to race King Kong <laughs> can you do it I suppose like for the expedience of a film that's gonna already be two and a half hours long if there was like a school element it would have been a little bit yeah. like yeah Starting with a kid bored in school is yeah. not a good way to entice your audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get it. We've but, seen school. Yeah. Hey, there was a lot changed. All the all the challenges were changed. Like, the whole thing about him in the book, they don't meet until way later. The, our, our high five team? Our high our five team guys. is like... They're competitors. They're all against each other with the exception of Wade and H, our friends. Um... But every other one of them, like the the two brothers that they meet, um, they don't meet until like way in the end of the. And, and same with the girl; he meets her as like the climax of the movie or the book. As in, in real life. In, in real life, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Did is the villain the same? This corp the the yeah Nolan. Schwinkter guy? Yeah, it's it's like the corporation is trying to take this over or beat anybody else to it so that they can maintain their like weird, you know, debt slavery kind of situation that they have. Gotcha. Where people are going into the oasis with jackhammers and like <laughs> building things, which is another weird thing. I don't understand. Yeah, I didn't really get that. Yeah. <laughs> the bit about the him like severing the relationship with his Halliday with his like co-founder guy the Lord of the Rings dude was that in the book that was done differently it was I don't think it was that he had to give up all of his shares it was just that he like fired him from the company and they weren't friends anymore there was the whole thing where like um Halliday had gone on a date with this girl and then the other guy ended up marrying her and uh oh and okay. then they I just like even, drifted apart I didn't catch that that that's how that went down. That was more of like a, a turning point in the book where, I mean, I guess it kind of was in the movie too, but that was emphasized more where 
once that happened and the guy married this girl, their relationship kind of okay. dissolved because that guy, Augie or whatever, was his only friend, like his only real life person he could communicate with. And so the company just kind of dissolved at that point. Or like okay. he was asked to leave maybe the company, but it wasn't like he was just some guy. I feel like they threw a lot of information like that in the middle of an action sequence or something oh, yeah. where like a lot oh, yeah. of that stuff got lost on me. Well, I think um, in general the, any of the like personal relationships in the movie were like really sped oh, through. Yeah. yeah. The romantic relationship between mm-hmm. Artemis is the main yeah. gal yeah. and and Z were was like there was nothing tangibly like romantic there yeah, for that's me. No. Like, unsatisfying. Yeah. I like too how it, it was just like oh, you're part of the resistance now, and then you get nothing from that at all. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... Like, she had, like, an... Un- she had basically, like, a, like, Matrix yeah. revolution rebellion <laughs> at her warehouse. Yeah. But it was just her and a bald guy with face tattoos. <laughs> Who's getting the groceries? <laughs> um, that was my biggest laugh of the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I got the groceries. Got big face tats. That was great. So, yeah, her thing when he was trying to get too close to her in the Oasis was, like, my dad was taken advantage of by IOI. Yeah. OIO, what? So that's that's their thing is they, like, would buy people's debt and then put them in these centers where they're, like, working in the Oasis for them. Okay. But then you can never get out because they're paying for your room and board while you're in this prison cell. It's basically, like, privatized prison stuff. He got sick in the real world and died. Yeah. Because... They were not. Was that to their... part of the book? I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember anything like that with her character, um, in the book, and could be wrong. But yeah. I think she just didn't want to see. She just like had more of a moral high ground where she like didn't want to see this company take it over. She, was she trying to destroy the Oasis? No, she just. Uh, she just didn't. Well, I don't know. Maybe in the movie. Oh, she was just trying to destroy the company. The, yeah. The, yeah. IOI company. Okay, got it. Um, the I was really disappointed that the T.J. Miller voice oh, guy God. didn't get a, a a reality moment. I, I thought they were going to cut to that guy, and he was going to be like <laughs> something much much different than how shame. he really looks. Yeah, I was, I was expecting that. Real T.J. Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was this like thing that they did this like kind of like we know it's 2018 we know what's up kind of moment where like Spielberg was definitely patting him on the back being like oh H is that funny lesbian character from Master of None yeah like it's into the Avatar is this big hulking like orc kind of character but in in real world it's it's this character and I was like, and they, they kind of paused the movie for a minute to be like, look what we did. Like, record scratch yeah. in that moment. Yeah. That, like, that, 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 that is in the book. book. Okay, yeah. fine. I, I, what bothers me is that there's never the reverse of that. It's always like, oh, take off the like armor and it's a girl under there. It's never a dude who uses a female avatar. Yeah. And if it is, it's always like some kind of catfishy, like jokey thing. Yeah. But like, there's never a time where they like kind of where they, I would let them pat themselves on the back. If that character was like this gal in the avatar. And then it turns out to be just this dude who wanted to identify as this gal in the yeah, oasis yeah. or whatever. It's like, you can pat yourself on the back for that. That's kind of like a nice like 2018 like representation thing. But 
that was like a weird moment. And despite the fact that like she's a very funny in that show and like a very great actress in that comedy context, her trying to do an action movie was like weird casting, weird choice. Uh, I didn't particularly care for that. Yeah, it was it was not the best way they could have done that or like even handled the reveal. It was pretty like like that scene just dragged on a little bit too long where she throws the door open. Yeah. Um, it's like the camera is just like you're getting this right yeah, you get the it guys, the big guys, tough guy is this chick it's like they should have right. had her look straight at the camera done <laughs> <laughs> some eyebrows yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bow, bow. yeah not that I didn't think she was you know her lines were really funny she's a cool actress or whatever it was just like this is yeah, this is weird a little, little strange um, the other thing that I think we all collectively thought was very funny is like so they set up this world where everybody's in this game so frequently throughout their day that you assume it's going to be like a Wally situation where like in reality they're all kind of like withering away or kind of like physically unfit and kind of maybe even like really like physically deficient because they spend all this time in the game. They're all very attractive people. Yeah. And the Artemis, her whole thing is like, I don't want you to see me is like, well, I'm not who I, re- I look like in the game, <laughs> which is like this rail thin, like kind of pixie dream gal. And then in the real world, she's that, but with a little pink spot on her eye. Yeah. Yeah. A very slightly visible birthmark. Well, yeah. <laughs> in the book, that's emphasized yeah. a little further. It's like her half of her face is like, I, I, yeah, maybe yeah. I interpreted that I differently pictured like, from yeah, reading it. Gorbachev. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Just like not so much in the movie. No, no. Just like very much like a full on babe. Yeah. And the dude is like very like hunky and everything, and like the whole squad is very like cute. Everybody's very cute. I was like, that's kind of a missed opportunity to do like a dystopian world where like the problem with this society is like we're fucking up because we're in the game too much. What for someone that didn't read the entirety of the book, how did you feel about the dystopian aspect? Did it seem like this world was very bad the way they built it? We didn't get a sense of that. It seemed like the trailer towers yeah. were cool looking. Yeah. And yeah. if I lived in a trailer tower, I'd be pretty stoked. <laughs> <laughs> they had Pizza Hut delivered by drones. <laughs> Maybe the most unrealistic thing about this entire movie to me is that Pizza Hut is still in business yeah. 50 years from now. Yeah, it's 2045... Or, yeah, 2045. Yeah. They're talking about there's the cornstarch wars, there's the broadband <laughs> with battles. Uh, that's right. And and so all these kind of like dystopian <laughs> things have kind of left the world pretty much the way it is. Yeah, I feel like yeah. in the book there was more about the dystopia, I think. Like I don't people know. were like dying from like the the stacks there would be like explosions because people were like they were unstable and just building them as they went and like they would fall over yeah. and stuff like that it seemed a lot there it was a lot more, more about like, people dying as a side effect of the severe poverty yeah um like the the impoverished zones didn't seem particularly unsafe there was like a friendly neighborhood right. vibe going on and people right. were generally like depressed and isolated yeah and only were able to have community through this virtual world whereas in the movie people were basically like hey let's band together and help fight against this or let's all go in the street with our crew and be uh kung fu fighting against you know this unknown threat um i didn't get that sense of isolation in the same way no 
But it's it, also a Spielberg movie. It's a Spielberg I mean, movie. His movies are generally like upbeat and feel great about, outside of like Schindler's List, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure even in Schindler's List, everybody in the background is like looking pretty cheerful yeah. and like happy compared to how it really was. Uh, yeah, it was just a, like as far as the world building, like all, obviously all of it went into the like the wow of the Oasis and everything, which I was pretty into. I think all those like introductory shots where it kind of like scanned through the different zones of the planets and stuff, and he yeah. kind of gave the narration of like, you like this, you could go here. You like this, you could go here. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. It's kind of like a weird Inception-y uh, uh, kind of camera ride through the world. Um, and I guess I just got kind of bored of it pretty quick. It just yeah. seemed like yeah, one like, of those Lord of the Rings battles. It's like I wasn't, I was saying to Bobby, I wasn't thinking about how you'd be watching a video game for most of the movie. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, Just yeah, the yeah. way it looked. And yeah. like, I guess I was imagining it looking a lot more more realistic or more the people looking more like people but in the yeah. oasis yeah in yeah. the oasis as opposed to like you were just watching a full on CG world which of course that makes sense that's what it would be if it was all in virtual reality yeah but, uh, it just seemed more like uh, it's it's like 2010's anime characters instead of like realistic depictions of what that would look like right yeah if yeah I I was I was Put off by that. I definitely well. found myself during the movie being like, I want more scenes outside of the yeah. Oasis. I wanted it like the real more, like stuff. the real yeah. actors and mm. real stuff going on. Yeah. The the two worlds bouncing back and forth was a little jarring and it felt like the stakes of when they need to like respawn or whatever is just like, oh you lose your stuff. It's like, okay, that's like, pretty yeah, low. I feel stakes. like that's more explained in the book, or at least I felt like right. I had a better understanding of it, where people are working for years to like build up what they have mm-hmm. yeah and if you lose that all and people are living their whole lives in the oasis so mm-hmm. if you lose what you've built up over years in the oasis it is it's like you can't huge. travel even to other planes so in the book like uh wade could only go to the school planet because he didn't have money to leave oh i forgot about okay. that like, so there's restrictions on where you can yeah. go whereas like in the movie it was like oh he's really poor so he has to like pick up more coins than somebody <laughs> else when they were, like, having the race. So, the scene where the bad guy is in the... He's, like, the coffee boy, and he's like, oh, you could have a platinum membership or whatever. Yeah. In the book, does that actually happen, where people are, like, the more money you have, the more no, that's, shit you get in the... that's what they're fighting to maintain, is that that doesn't exist. That it's, like, open to everybody, but it's more like... It's really... It's, like, an open capitalistic market. Like, people go and work and make money, or they don't, but they're big time restrictions on people that are poor in there in terms of like you don't have have as good of equipment so you can't be as good of a player um unless you're really good at it like our you know protagonist in the movie but like our the main character in the book gets out of school and he can't do anything but like go to the library or watch movies or something like that that's right that's how he gets so yeah deep into the research and he's, Whereas all of his friends are like, oh, we're going to go off on this adventure and on a quest and try to find this artifact or try to do whatever, and he can't afford to even like leave the planet. So his his limitation is his strength. But he's got Wi-Fi in a junkyard? <laughs> yeah. I okay. mean, it's like okay. everybody does, I guess. But okay. that's another thing in the in the book is he like pretty much immediately, as soon as he has money, leaves there. 
and goes leaves, leaves to go to stacks. Columbus, Ohio, where like the epicenter of all this stuff is. Okay. Yeah, where he gets some fast connection and all yeah. the gear, and he has a much longer falling out with Artemis. Yeah, it's like a over the, of the book over the rebellion aspect. Over the like <laughs> being a psychopath and like being like I'm in love with you. Oh, so Sometimes, in the book they like, play up his like his like his like doofy like hero charming like idiocies as like that's a, she's actually like yeah. fuck you no bro. she's like you're getting too close this is a competition oh, we're okay. in competition with each other we're done and like doesn't answer any of his messages until like the climax of the movie or the of the book okay interesting yeah so he goes into like as I recall a fairly long depression. Yeah, oh, that's actually pretty mo- way more interesting about yeah, that character. Yeah, I was waiting for that part yeah. of the movie. And then when in the movie they meet very early and they just hit it off right away. I mean, we're well, part of the rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that to me that was disappointing. It really yeah. changed the kind of character arc. So the, the the like the little bombing of the stacks was like his moment of realization of like oh there are real world consequences to this like right. shadow company or whatever like yeah and I feel like again in the book that was a lot more of a like whoa they like took this step where they went outside of the oasis and they're a real real world yeah okay like I mean that seemed like a bigger trespass than in the movie um, yeah where they're just like grabbing guns and being like we need to take care of something again <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the little like min, his like little minion people that ran around in the world uh, finale or whatever like yeah. bangs like basically <laughs> the same character from the Blade Runner remake. It's like just get a chick with bangs, send her out there, kick everyone's ass. Yeah, like that was that was kind of weird. It did. It didn't seem like the throngs of this big corporation were that imposing. Like they had these drones. He had one little like hit service. And I know that he had this fleet of, like, this army of people that were, like, working on all fronts, but it never felt like that big of a threat for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, did anything in the movie feel like a threat <laughs> at no. any point? It kind of felt like they just were constantly falling into the right position. And, and I mean, it's a, it's a Spielberg, like, feel-good family movie. Yeah. I don't know. Just, I guess, a missed opportunity for, like, such an interesting idea. Yeah. To, like, just run it through the normal maze of, like, it's just a guy meets girl and earns the keys kind yeah. of movie. There's also, she was very quick in the movie to be like, oh, you know everything about this, you should just win. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. like, in the book, they're very competitive, like, the whole the whole way through. It seemed like, weird where they were, like, no, we're the people who aren't in a clan. Like, that's the thing, is we're all, like, yeah. these solo dolo people, and we're very proud of that, that they... Fell into kinship, which I like that it's like you resist so hard and then you end up in the family of outsiders. That's very mm-hmm. Breakfast Club. I like that. But it just seemed like it happened like just by accident, like from scene to scene. It's like, no, now I'm telling right. you all my intel. Now it's oh, like, yeah. why are you doing yeah, that? They didn't even seem to yeah. compete with each other much. No. They were just like, oh, yeah, you're cool. Yeah. Yeah. They, they more in the book do that out of necessity of like... I think it's after the explosion in the stacks where it's like, oh, guys, he just killed somebody or somebody just got yeah. killed. Like, we need to be looking out for each other a little yeah. bit here and make sure these guys, like, don't get... Or basically make sure they lose as fast as possible. Um, 
Yeah. That didn't seem, it didn't seem like the stakes were that high in this one. I was also surprised that the police came at the end. <laughs> like, like, where were they the whole time? Yeah. Well, there was, like, an IOO police force that raided the warehouse, right? There was, like, a SWAT yeah. team of people with guns. Yeah, but they didn't care they about that. The but police. this one dude had a pistol, so then the police all poured in okay. to take him out of the eye. That was weird. Yeah. I was like, I thought, I just assumed police didn't exist in this reality yeah. because of everything we'd seen so far. Right. It was very lawless. Like a Norm MacDonald real cops situation. <laughs> Um, was, uh, so I know we all like caught the battle toads popping up a lot in that yeah. movie and trying to, in the credits, we were trying to figure out like, so it's this as a Spielberg, like Warner brothers backed kind of thing. Like, were they going for properties that they already could kind of have the rights to? Did this fall under some type of parody type, like tiny tune adventures thing where you can just like... <laughs> throw a Casablanca reference in there because it's like, whatever, we don't care. Right. Or was it mostly stuff that was already in-house ownership? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see Chucky so prominently displayed. Yeah, um, I don't know enough about who owns what properties to, I, to, to know... I what don't either, but I didn't see any clues. Disney on that, and I definitely saw the Iron Giant. There's a lot of Back to the Future. There's, yeah. there's like... Saw Pulse Rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, make it Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And Gundam stuff. And there was definitely a lot of, like, pulling the themes in the score from, like, right? these other movies. Yeah. So we had, like, the Godzilla theme and the Back to the Future theme, and there's a couple of... Oh, this, the Shining. The whole Shining scene. Oh, yeah. Like, that was yeah. interesting. So, basically, going into, like... At least from the jump, when they go into Shining Planet or whatever, that was like footage from the Shining. Yeah. They just threw those they characters just in, which was cool. Yeah. I liked that. And it seemed a fun, like, oh, cool, we get to watch Spielberg, like, basically have a good excuse to remake or, like, walk his characters through The Shining, which is probably one of his favorite movies. It was, like, kind of a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, but, like, very weird. Uh, not not really sure the legality of this. Like, does this all kind of fall under, like, parody kind of intellectual property? They did. I mean, they, in the credits at the end, they definitely were listing off, like... The Robocops and the yeah. Spawn and stuff like that. Weird. Maybe so it's wonder... like when someone puts a video on YouTube, but they reverse the image so the bots don't take it down. Maybe that was, like, backwards shiny. <laughs> Spielberg's like, we got the trick figured out. I've been on YouTube. <laughs> no one's going to know what this is. Been watching backwards shining on there. Oh, man. I, I'm really starting to want to tap out of, like, the nerdosphere of, like, the reference game. Like, I feel like I've spent a lot of my life packing my head with, like, knowing this stuff. And then yeah. when I watch a movie about knowing the stuff, I'm like, fuck this stuff. <laughs> Get out of my I don't want to know the, about the fucking Atari game where the, the first Easter egg was. Like, why did I already know that? Yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> waste of a life. For, for whatever reason, I swear, reading the book made it much more pat yourself on the back for catching it, whereas the movie, I felt more was like you were It's a little more disgusting. Yeah. 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 Maybe it was... From their introduction, CGI characters like <laughs> shouting over each other about what they know about the main character or the whatever his name is, the creator of the Oasis. Yeah, I did like how 
at least from my perspective, for the most part, the, there weren't a bunch of big time actors, actresses, like. Yeah. That it. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the A list of of young Hollywood or whatever. Maybe it's just because I'm way out of loop. Well, there was. I mean, everybody's recognizable in there, yeah. and like we had the girl from Mural and the Dying Girl as, as yeah. the main chick, and the fucking Ben Mendelsohn guy. I hate him. Like the that? main bad guy. Oh yeah. Cannot stand him. He's been in a bunch of stuff lately as the patent bad guy, Rogue One being yeah. one of them, and uh, uh, the one of the Batman movies and stuff. Like his little lispy, like oh, he's in Darkest Hour. Yeah, this oh, fucking sure. guy is everywhere lately, and he's driving me. I could have really done without T.J. Miller in that movie. Yeah. Uh, he was just annoying from the start, and part of that annoyance may have been emphasized by like the theater just cracking up forcibly. <laughs> Every one of his jokes drove me nuts. Um, the main kid is Cyclops from one of the X Men oh, okay. versions. Oh, that's right. Um, so it's like to figure out where I recognize him from. It's not super A list shit necessarily, but um, I who's don't know. the Halliday? Guy who played Halliday. That's a that's a Spielberg homie. That he's the dude from Bridge of Spies. He's in Dunkirk. Oh, that's right. He was the BFG. All movies um, I have not seen. <laughs> he's a he's like a British actor who's been. Yeah, he's like uh, a real actor. Yeah, he's been like Academy Award winning. Really, dude. Um, I did not see an Academy Award winning. Not in this, no. I mean, I like that he played like a Steve Jobs meets Willy Wonka kind of dude. Um, Got a Crispin Glover vibe. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of pulling a Seriously. Weird... Yeah, but I don't know. For yeah, for a Spielberg movie, there was there was not like a, the stunt casting. I mean, Jude Law wasn't in it or whatever. Right. But like, there was this shot in in the beginning where they were introducing the world and him dying and leaving the message and they were going to all the students with their iPads and like and like seeing the reactions to the news and for whatever reason in one of these school shots the camera drifts past the girl from that Chris Evans babysits a genius kid movie that came out a couple months ago okay and then right behind her was another child actor from like the like, girl from uh, Ouija. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. crazy face chick from Ouija. I was like, is he gonna do this? Is he gonna like cameo yeah. his favorite little like actors from this and that? And That's this right. Movie? When it's I saw really her, weird. I was like, are we in a Ouija moment in this? Yeah. Or what's gonna happen? It did not something uh-huh. that I noticed the rest of the time, but that was kind that of was like strange. you put those two right next to each other, and they didn't have any lines. <laughs> like it's weird too that like Simon Pegg in that movie not. No, no small actor at this point, right. but like he had what four lines in the yeah. movie. Four lines, really trying to act as hard as he could oh, with yeah. those four lines. Though he's like, <laughs> there's like a scene where he's like, "Oh, I'm sad, so I'm gonna like really pretend I'm fighting back some tears." Yeah. Like, damn, dude, you're going for the Academy Award here. It's a little, a little too much. Um, well, a thing that we like to do on the movie babies is uh, movie baby things, which is to combine universes and make make everything one and I feel like this has already been done for this movie. Yeah, that's what this movie was. <laughs> that's what this movie was. I feel like movie babies can end now. We're done. We all we needed was Ready Player One to come and do this properly. What if we combined it with the Matrix though? <laughs> that would just... Oh okay. It's uh it's a it's a Matrix 
simulation in a Rick and Morty simulation. Yeah, like what if the whole time the Oculus Sin even exist or the Oasis Sin exists, it was just Keanu Reeves being jacked in <laughs> to the Matrix. <laughs> this was another ploy. It's like the girl in the red dress. He was just distracted by this adventure. Um, but not to be outdone by Steven Spielberg, if we were to movie babies <laughs> this, if at the end Wade, when he gets the keys to the kingdom, if it was like, what are you gonna do? If you won the 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 Oasis, oh what would you what would you do with it? How would you run it? Wow. That's a big question. Would you listen to Simon Pegg and take his advice? What was his advice? He what was it immediately they there were three things they did, right? They, they hired him as a consultant. Hired right? him as a consultant for a quarter. Okay. Uh <laughs> And they shut down the, the centers, the, like, labor centers, right. which is, like, makes sense, right? They closed it two days a week? Oh. They closed it for two days a week. That's oh. bogus. Wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> what about all the people that that's their only place for, like... Yeah. School? For, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's no school two days a week. It's oh. closed Tuesdays, Thursdays, but now you got school on Sundays and Saturdays. Shit! <laughs> um... <laughs> I think like the the like altruistic good version of that is like or what the main characters are fighting for is to like just keep everything the same, right? You're also winning like five hundred billion dollars with that, so I think I would probably not give a shit what was going on <laughs> in that virtual world. I would what did, what did they have in their apartment at the end? It was like a beanbag chair and a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I'm good. Did he forcibly make her dress like the gal from Big Trouble in China, though? That was kind of weird at the that end. That was really weird. She's, like, in a little pink kind of, like, yeah. Big Trouble in Little China dress, and, like, she had, like, little Princess Leia bottoms. I was like, what are you doing? And it ends with her doing? giving, like, this really uncomfortable look, yeah. too. That was... I'm, I'm a kept woman now. I used to be a fucking... Revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. She was part of the revolution. Weird. Weird you think stuff. that face tattoo guy still getting their groceries? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, there, there's apparently this um, sting operation of this big uh, self-help group in New York that Lane was hipping me to about uh, this. The the two lead actresses from the show Smallville were kind of these recruiters for this like basically a sex cult. That was guised as this kind of self-help, like, empowerment thing for women, where it's like, come into our fold, we'll teach you how to be a badass, but you're going to basically be a slave to uh, uh, higher up in the pyramid scheme. So each each higher up has, like, six wow. slaves, as they call them. This is a real thing. Yeah, this is a real thing. Ugh. Where the, in, certain, in certain levels of it, you would be owned by the main guy who branded his women. Ugh with these, like, tattoos with his, like, initials and, like, the gal from Smallville's, like, initials hidden in them and stuff, these weird little anagrams and stuff. I haven't read the full article. I've just kind of scanned it. This is a better lane question than, like, you don't want to get this information from me. But I was, like, is the revolution kind of, like, was everyone have to be forcibly tattooed to be in the revolution? Is that what was happening there? She was, like, I'm tattooed on the eye. You all got to be tattooed. Although that, that guy's face tattoo is way more prominent than yeah. Bert Bert yeah. Bart on her face. Like I did like how they called it out as a lame tattoo in the movie. Oh, oh they yeah. did. Yeah, that's good. Dude with the lame tattoo. Yeah, yeah. It's Dude like scanning, scanning. Mike Tyson tattoo. Also, if you are even part of the revolution, like really, I get maybe you could have got it before, but you wouldn't want some such identifying mark. Right. right. 
Yeah, you probably don't want to tag your van with, like, really identifiable... (laughs) Or send that guy out for groceries. Yeah, at all. Yeah. He's not your grocery guy. He's your pickup Wade, like, in the middle of the night, bag his head and throw him in the van guy, for sure. You're right. He's not the the go-to-the-farmer's market. No. They they did have good produce, though, in the future. Yeah, I don't know where they grew that. I didn't really get a feel for farmlands in this uh, post-apocalyptic world. The, the roof had all kinds of greenery growing on it when they were hanging out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get a sense of, like, the decay and the nastiness that I was Seems. hoping for from the real world, such that it would juxtapose against the video game, like, in a much more, like, oh, of course you'd right. want to be in there. Well, yeah, that's the whole point, that people spend their time in the oasis because there's nothing going on, there's nothing left for them in the real world, so yeah. they escape to this. Yeah. I don't know, maybe if it wasn't meant to be such a kid's movie, they could have painted that part of it a little more clearly but it just seemed like a thing to do because you were bored rather yeah. than like a thing right. you did because there's nothing else also I mean I thought the coolest part of the movie was the beginning when he's like going down the fireman's pole the stacks and then he has like a, a rope swing and all <laughs> kinds of like waving to the neighbors yeah. it did feel like a like, treehouse community vibe it, which was cool yeah. and, and I would have been like that's the end of the movie you want that like yeah. that's what you're trying to achieve you already have towards. it um, also, he put a lock on his rope at the end of that sequence, which I did not understand. He slides down a rope at the end, and then he like padlocks it up before he heads to his van. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> he padlocked the. That's what I think. That's what happened. Maybe right. I saw this wrong, but I don't know what good it's going to do to padlock a rope. Don't want anybody swinging on my goddamn rope, Agnes. Yeah. <laughs> See what you're doing. Um, we also had collective beef with the fact that the physics of being in the oasis and having to do physical <laughs> movement to motivate your character, but then cut to the real world and people were like cowering on the floor or like in a van suspended by wires. Some people were just sitting in like a big hamster wheel chair. Like, yeah, there was no. It's completely inconsistent. Yeah, in how that worked. Very yeah. strange. And I really wanted one of those people running down the street playing in the game to just get nailed by a car yeah so there's so like some consequence of that there's people every person on the street on the sidewalk is like you know roped into this thing yeah it's it had it played with the scenario that you have to be on one of these track pads because you have to constantly be moving or whatever in physical space like it would have been funny for the the people that couldn't afford it to be actually like running around in actual space, right. but in the game, so there was all these like incidences in the real world where people are getting hit by cars and like <laughs> falling out of windows. Yeah. yeah, that would have been a more like, oh, this is kind of an epidemic problem. Like, <laughs> that would have been a more interesting detail, I guess. Um, but no, everybody seemed like no one was addicted to beyond like their ability. Every, they, they never played with any of the things of like, the, yeah, the horrors. Yeah, of, and we saw a little bit in the very brief introduction to uh, Wade's, like, home life with his aunt. Right. And, like, so, yeah, they kind of touched on, like, how he was losing their money in the game. But, again, they didn't really go into that enough to show kind of the horrors of what this... Yeah, it was... What the real life could provide. I guess it comes mm-hmm. back to you that the real world didn't seem so bad. No. Yeah. But then okay. this, as, like, this virtual reality world was also not necessarily that bad either because everybody was using it in an effective way. Like it was the economy of the world. It was the education for the world. It was like this pretty helpful tool. So it wasn't like that was bad. It was just this bad guy corporation that was fucking everything up. 
So, are the dystopian movies not making things look grim enough, or is real life getting too grim? That our dystopian like, movies are like... Like, this movie came like, out in the eh. 80s, would people have been like, oh, fuck, <laughs> this looks bad. And yeah, we're just getting a little right. too numb. Maybe you're right. <laughs> oh, no. We need the Oasis. Um, what else really kind of seemed bizarre about that? <laughs> If you were if you were in the oasis and you can also um you can also like build all this stuff like they were they had this subplot or they mentioned this concept that H was also like a commissioned builder for things. Right. That was very strange, right? Yeah. Like she could fix the Akira bike mentally or like within the game what? or like how yeah. to repair How did you guys interpret yeah, that? I I don't know. I wanted to dig deeper on that. Yeah. And, and there were... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it, Say, like, equivalent to, like, people... Like, people who are into Minecraft or whatever, like, they've been able to, like, hack the game to, like, do things for other players to where it's, like, oh, that's the only person who can, like, make the orb of Lala, and I need that person to, like, make me one. Is yeah. it... Because, I mean, she, she made an Iron Giant, which was, like... She was basically making her own like artifacts right. for the game and like fixing or or rebuilding artifacts that had been created as yeah. part of the game. I would game. have liked to at least see some scene where H was doing some sort of work to make that happen. Yeah. It just seemed like it opened up the possibility that H could have armed the whole resistance with all these non approved right. Oasis weapons and yeah. like, things or whatever. To, to where, again, it, like, lowers the stakes of, like, you've got this pretty supreme badass on your team who it's makes just, an Iron Giant, but what else could they have made for you? or like? But you did at least get the impression that building that Iron Giant was, like, a, a big job. Right. Right, yeah, like, it's kind of happening in real time. Working on it for a long time. Or so was she just having to find, like, a spring and bring it back and, like, put the spring yeah, in the Iron know. Giant and, like, Unclear. a piece of sheet metal and, like... Yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot of, like actual work happening in the oasis like we we saw guys jackhammering right that's what's confusing me that like so you had people like literally jackhammering and lifting heavy stuff yeah but then you also have h able to like fix the akira bike in 10 minutes right Right. it was like a total motorcycle yeah and there's some you know wink at it and it, it comes back to life yeah what the hell and the and so the design of the oasis was such that like you you have to have some abilities like you you can't unlike a game where like your character can like have magic spells and things like that and it's like i don't know how to do magic spells but my character in secret amana does like what these characters could like achieve and unlock things or whatever but like didn't they didn't have that they didn't have, like, a real-world understanding of. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be a question, like, would would H's ability to fix that bike, was it something that they unlocked within the game, or if they, like, locked the character and started over, would they have some ability? Was that her own mechanical yeah, her own ability. That, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. And I have no idea. That's weird. <laughs> it is weird. And it was inconsistent. Yeah. Throughout the movie. I mean, similar to how sometimes people had to run in the real world to run in the Oasis, and sometimes they could be sitting in a chair dangling from wires. 
yeah, or like... or be made to think that they're still in the Oasis because they took off their helmet, but they didn't really think when that they got really the cool. bad guy. I was like, that's a cool idea, but wait a minute, how the fuck would they have done that? He was a noob. Yeah, <laughs> can we talk about how his password was Bossman sixty nine? <laughs> guy that's like the head of the most evil corporation his like whole little like his little minions and everything like nobody was like trying to usurp his authority the whole time he was just like this fucking frat boy shithead like head of this company he was kind of it was kind of weird though how they made him like not that mean how he had to have the lady with bangs be like the heavy yeah right and i thought that was weird like why why try and soften his his amount of evil. Right. Or, like, why not give him some reason to be doing this? Like, I thought when they were, like, the his team of, like, little researchers was, like, feeding him the John Hughes lines and stuff so he could, like, get in good yeah. with Wade was, like, oh, okay, so he's, like, he's totally got this whole psychological game of, like, how he needs to accomplish and everything, but, like, what is he really trying to accomplish? He just wanted money? He just wants to monetize it, but it's, like... Seemed like a pretty weak motivation the way it was laid out in yeah. the movie. There is. Did you read this? There's a story written by the guy who wrote The Martian that was included in. I think it was included in my copy of Ready Player One. It's officially canon. Where his, like, it's the story that he wrote, I believe, if I remember this correctly, shows the motivation of the head of IOI okay. being he wants to shut the Oasis down because it. Uh, like, I think it ruined the lives of his family members or something like that. Okay, so he's got a personal story. Yeah, so, and it, it's interesting because that story, like, kind of humanizes... Because as I recall in the book, he was more evil. He was more of, like, a detestable yeah. character. Mm-hmm. And that this kind of additional story um, made you realize, like, oh, he has a motivation, and it's like, you know... Maybe you could get in line with that if you Yeah, like, to. you can kind yeah. of... You can at least see that perspective. That's interesting. So basically, he had Artemis's backstory, right? As I as I recall, it, yeah. again, it was a couple of years ago, but interesting, um, which was interesting. But that they definitely didn't touch on that. No. in this, no, they did not. Also, <laughs> it seemed like there was a lot of double beats in the movie, where they'd have to do something in the game and then have to do it in the real world, like his speeches. <laughs> like he had like a rallying speech to like get every all the avatars to come and like yeah. fight the magnet wall. <laughs> And, like, that was, like, really kind of ham-fisted, and, like, he was, like, in the name of this, and it was, like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is not a galvanizing speech. This is very hack and lame. And and then in the real world, he kind of had to do the same thing, like, again, later, yeah. it was, like, you already did that. Like, come on, Spielberg, you know not to double beat. This is bad. Yeah, that whole, the whole ending, I was pretty disappointed it didn't go more the way of the book. Um, so, okay, let's get to this. How does the book end? Book ends with, like, they call upon that big battle scene is all going to go on. Um, there's the same deal with, like, everyone getting killed by that bomb and the extra life thing. Um, but they all meet at, it's like, they're, there's a whole other thing that goes on where Wade imprisons himself on purpose inside of 
one of those centers where Artemis was trapped. Right, like in real life. In real life, he gets himself like committed into one of these centers under a false identity. To try to find her? To No, she's not in there at all. Oh, oh interesting. Uh, they haven't met at that point. They still haven't, haven't met in real oh. life. And he does it as a way to like hack into their system or to like get inside their system to reroute the encryption to hack into the mainframe. Being <laughs> uh, back into the dish in this big room. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, See, we're going to shit-talk this movie that's all references by sitting here. Yeah, we're going to see all of our stupid movies we love. Um, he does it as a way to get access into their computers, and I don't remember why. I think it's to, like, maybe wipe a file or change the identity they have for him or something like oh, that. Oh, because they know who he Because really they know is. who he is. Yeah. Um, but I could be totally wrong on that. But either way, it ends up with the culmination where he finally in real life meets all those other characters is at uh, Augie's house or Og's house, the other founder of yeah, the okay, company. Okay. is like, hey, you probably need some help and I've got just the thing coming to my place and like he is sent out like... Right, because he has like a safe space for them. To yeah, call. he's got this mansion where and they all go he's to. He's a known, alive and well character yeah. throughout the story. He's like popping into the Oasis at certain points and like... How come he's not being swarmed by everybody being like, tell us what you know? Because he's such a linchpin of the... Yeah. Of the... I mean, he's the only living designer. That's, that's the thing is like, he, he's he's basically... Well, he wasn't a designer of the game. He was just like a co-founder of the company. Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, so he, he like doesn't know anything about it. Um, but he, they all culminate back at his house where they have big, like fancy rigs Yeah, and they jump into those. And then that's like where the final showdown goes down. And it's, it's just like the big battle. Okay. Where the, there's no chase scene at the end where like the company is like chasing these people down. It all happens in the game. Yeah. All happens in the game. Interesting. I feel like I recall, yeah, I, I think so. I and mean, I feel like the, there's more to the battle. They keep on bringing in all kinds of different. Yeah. So that's another thing is everybody has these artifacts that they've won from different points in the story in the book, where it's like they have each one of them has like a robot. When for the first five people that like got right, the yeah. keys, they each got like a robot of their choosing that would okay. then turn into like so. There's um. What's the name of it? The the Japanese character Ultraman. Somebody's okay. got an yeah. Ultraman nice. that ends up being like a big pinnacle point. Nice. Um, and there, yeah, the the battle is a much bigger, more defined thing. Okay, so just a more of an action figure battle than yeah in the in the movie. But, but it is to they're trying to get through the shield that they put around the shield the final thing is still like there. Challenge, right? Yeah, and that's the it still does the same thing where it's like. Um, I think that's that's why he hacked in was to get around the shield maybe. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. But there's still the bomb where everyone gets else gets killed, shield goes down, and then um, Wade is still there because he's got the extra life from one of the other challenges. Okay. I didn't understand how they he like when he first won the first key, how he like ushered in the other people to like also win. Like so there was the scoreboard had like multiple winners so yeah it was just like first place goes to so there were points awarded based on sequence of getting through the challenges so like so it's still a race like there were checkpoints to get through but in order to win you had to go through all those checkpoints when he went backwards and the whole world 
saw that he went backwards or whatever, then the rest, everybody just also went backwards on the race and then individually each like won a place. Well, nobody, they, it wasn't all being televised live at that point. Oh, that okay. was only for like the final challenge. So he just told his homies who told so his homies. Artemis saw him in her rear view mirror and then he told the other people. And then as far as these clues that they each got for the next key, those were all individual clues or collective, like... Once a key was gotten, a, one main clue to the next key was given. Well, right. You have to for if you, Yeah, if you if you get the key, then you get the clue. And mm-hmm. the clues weren't public information. No. No. But the company found them out and were working their own angles, right? Because yeah, else, how else did they know to go to the Atari planet? I think with the third one in the movie, the way they did that was that. They had broken into, like, they had stuff written out, mm. and they broke into the revolution, the Matrix okay. Revolution. Oh, okay. And so they just grabbed that stuff. Okay. In the book, it's more a matter of, like, it, it had gone on forever where nobody had gotten anything, and then once that first person overcomes a challenge, it's like, oh, because one person has proven this is possible, now more people are going to figure it out, because it's like... The person that found it was a student, so maybe it has something to do with, like, being in the student's location... And people just, like, started filing through, and the people that were, like, the more active or better players just figured stuff out faster. Okay. When Wade wins the the Adventure Atari game, mm-hmm. is and then goes into uh, Holiday's childhood yeah. room and has that whole sequence and everything, is... Is the Nolan character, like, vanquished by that point? Because in the movie, he's, like, tracks them down, he holds a gun to his head. At the end, he's, like, pointing a gun at him, and then he's just like, oh, the egg is so beautiful, now I'm not going to shoot. Like, yeah. how does he get yeah, vanquished in a book? I think it's more, I, I, from what I remember, is more just, like, that at that point, they're safe at Og's house, and so, and I think Og even comes into the battle at the end. Am I misremembering that? I, I can't can't remember. I remember um, him showing up. I think it was at the like the dance at the club. Dance, I think that's yeah. like his dance club in the book, and he shows up and is like, "No, we're not fighting." Yeah, just like shuts floor. everything down. He yeah. like pulls the switch on the whole thing. <laughs> um, but I I feel like at that point in the book, there's just not that risk. It's more a risk of like, oh, we can't let them win before we win. It's okay. not a matter of like because yeah. they, they have, have guns this shield and coming up for us around the final key, and they're gonna figure it out eventually. We need to. Get everyone yeah. together through the shields. Yeah. And so, again, I didn't like how they humanized the bad guy in the movie, making him, like, pause. and He was just like, the, oh, they won. Good for them. Yeah. Was that what was going on there? I think so. Or he's, he, there was a single tear that went down Wade's cheek. And, yeah. that, was, and, the, and that and the yellow glow from his headset, yeah. seeing the edge, <laughs> was mesmerizing somehow. I don't uh, know. That was I really didn't that weird. Part. What was the egg supposed to be? Was that a reference? It's just like an Easter egg. Okay, it's about Easter egg. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, and, and whoever gets the egg gets control of the oasis. Okay, so it's just yeah. a trophy, basically. Yeah, it just yeah. represents that they won. Okay. Like, that's what was... It's the aggro crag. That was, that was the, the aggro yeah. But it was a big reveal in the book, and I guess in the movie, too, that whoever won would have the ability to shut the whole thing down. Yeah. Okay. They didn't know that before. No. Yeah, he was... He's basically like, so... You have control now, so if you want to shut it all down, you can. Or you can just do whatever you want with it. 
Are we to believe that Halliday secretly wanted it to be shut down? I don't think I don't so. Because I think I would have snake pliskened it and just hit you would the, shut it I down. I would shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> Public enemy number one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Take your money and run. <laughs> shut it down. Build my own oasis. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think what happens in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory at that scene. He yeah. wins the Chocolate Factory. He has the fake contract thing in the movie version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, right. right. He's like, don't sign it, and that's how you... That was the test? Yeah. Okay. And then when he wins, his family moves into the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, (laughs) they they move the house into the Chocolate... I'm I'm maybe mixing up the book and the movie, because I've read and watched them recently. I think they move the entire house into the chocolate okay. factory. Okay. Okay. That's cool. To just kind of like keep things kind of how they were. Yeah, but see, but then I watched two versions of the movie too, because I, I read the book to Elliot recently, and then then I watched the old movie and the new movie. Oh fuck! I forgot about the Johnny Depp one. Yeah, it's not worth watching. <laughs> In that one, I recall him just being a like pesty house guest that just at the end he just like comes and hangs out with his family all the time. I, I don't know. <laughs> no comment. Wow. All right. Anyway, my point being, I with whatever they were trying to, like, you know, reference from that movie or whatever, I was just trying to, like, see if they diverged with the idea. But this did just seem like a really big action-adventure version of Willy Wonka. Yeah. Yeah. To, to which was I was kind of expecting, like, a remember at the end of... Um, uh, Happy Death Day when they're like, oh, you know what this reminds me of? It's kind of like Groundhog's Day. And they that's kind of how they end the movie. <laughs> that's right. I was kind of like, for a reference movie, I was kind of waiting for them to give their biggest reference, yeah. uh, like a name and a face, to be like, thanks, Roll Doll. But no. No. They just took that. that one. They just took it. Yeah, anyway, I mean, it's fine. into the pop culture stuff as these main characters were, they, pretty, they seemed pretty clueless about most of what was going on. Right. Yeah. Like, there was no. Um, they seemed like idiots <laughs> bumbling through the whole thing. Yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of idiocy. Uh, okay, so, having read the books, having seen the movie, what's your rating of the book? What's your rating of the movie? And would you recommend moviegoers read the book? What's our scale? Oh, our movie, system. Movie our system scale. is the same movie baby scale. Scale. So we'll rate this uh, top of the top of the line uh, sold on on either medium. Uh, will be uh, uh, will be like a lot. Um, medium to lukewarm will be in space with zombies and uh, don't no go will be uh, I love robots. For the book, the rating is. I would give, like, a lot to okay. the book. I really enjoyed reading it. And, yeah, I felt wrapped up in the adventure and in the relationships, and I got a kick out of the references and feeling mm-hmm. like, hey, hey I, I know what they're talking about there. Nice. Like, I mean, it was enjoyable. I, I definitely dug reading the book. So it's just a good adventure, get the keys to the castle kind of movie wrapped in a cool reference 2018 kind of meme culture kind of, like, apparatus just as to, a way to give it color. Yeah, but it's for some reason reading the book, it didn't feel like this 2018 
like I said, I really got caught up in this, like, oh, I've lived this. I know, like, I don't have yeah. to research this. Mm-hmm. I know this. And I, I felt like I was, like, like I, I guess maybe it makes you identify, like, you feel like one of the main characters because you have studied these references by living through oh, it. Oh, gotcha. So you feel yeah. kind of part of this team. I guess what I mean by that is, like, they do, they let the referentialness be, do the heavy lifting of their world building. So Ready Player One as a video game concept or whatever is pretty generic, but like wrapped in it is like, oh, it's all these references to things. Like that's what gives the world of Ready Player One its kind of colors. Like, yeah. oh, Goro's right there, and there's an alien, and someone's yeah. driving a hovercraft or whatever, yeah. or a hoverboard. Like they let those things do the, the world-building work for them. But that's the joy of it, just kind of being a colorful version of an adventure story. Yeah. It's like it's still a good adventure, pulp kind of novel. I, I would give it like a lot as well for the book. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and the world. I mean, the world that they build, it's it's layered in all these references. But the world is really interesting in the book that they build, mm-hmm. like both the real world and the oasis, and and it has a little bit of that kind of Black Mirror vibe of like near enough future that you're like okay, I could see how this is how things would go down. Uh, and the, 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 like, proxy of it being, like, kind of like the internet for now is, like, kind of an interesting, like, Twilight Zone take on it or whatever? Yeah, just about how it's, like, sure, this is technology and a system that doesn't exist currently, but it's not that much of a stretch, mm. right, to think how, okay, yeah, I can see how the world could get bad enough that the, you know, real-world situation would be like this and that the virtual reality could get good enough that it would replace yeah. it and you it's like you can imagine that that's the way society would move yeah and then that gives it like a sense of kind of realness that makes it more thought provoking I think gotcha yeah I agree but the movie <laughs> if we were to rate that I was like, and so I'll give it a In Space with Zombies because I only read yeah 60 pages <laughs> of the book <laughs> bear with me that's a pretty generous yeah. rating. I, I bet if I had a read more, I would have been like, oh, yeah. I like this. But yeah. yeah. Um, but the movie, I would also do an In Space with Zombies about because it was almost, I almost enjoyed the whole apparatus of it being a good, interesting way to tell an adventure story. But I feel like the missteps were the ways that it oversimplified itself and tried to like undercut the things that were interesting about it just by jamming it into a more generic, like, we gotta get this to get this, and that's the end, and then we're there, and they fall in love, and bada bing, bada boom. It's like yeah. Yeah. a little too cut and dry. I've seen this before. I, I can predict what's gonna happen next. Just yeah, kind of seemed like a Minority Report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would give it a pretty low. I hesitated to go all the way down, but I would give it a low in the space with zombies. Okay, just because. I think there is enough good stuff there that it could have. Um, I think it, it, if they had arranged things like I spent a lot of the movie waiting and saying like to myself, "Oh, they're not doing it this way like it was in the book." So I wonder how they're going to pull off this next part. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. kind of bothering me through the whole movie. Um, right, I, I felt the same way, and I wondered to myself like, would I see this differently if I wasn't constantly yeah. comparing it to the book? Because it's I would give In Space with Zombies also because I felt like it, it wasn't living up to the book. Most movies don't. But, uh... Yeah, this one very 
uh, was very vocal about not giving a shit today. <laughs> not living up to the book. They just changed so much, especially for the... I wonder why they approached it that way. Yeah. Um, Would you guys recommend people go to the movie um, first and then maybe just kind of be able to experience that without those kind of nagging like oh this is right if you were going right. to do both uh, if you were going to do if you were interested enough in this as a property to like go all in on I would say yeah I would recommend seeing the movie and then reading the book okay because I that's my suspicion of why they changed the adventures was so it would be like more fun for people that had read the book where you're not going to just know what happens and I think they were trying to keep some of that suspense there but it just it was a disservice to the layout of the adventure I think in the novel and there's not any real like oh shit kind of stuff that the movie gives you so like you're only getting more interesting detail from the book right like watching the movie isn't a massive spoiler for the book because there's no real massive spoiler just like maybe some of the character traits from when they meet in yeah, real life yeah but those were not like there is some suspense in the book about like oh maybe artemis is like just a 40 year old man and like but you not, really don't know till the end it's not someone like, that wade is rubbing elbows with and the whole time and you're like oh it was the guy down the street like right no. it's not like they're yeah, strange it's not kevin spacey or anything yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um Okay, well, that's a pretty satisfying assessment. Uh, let's get to the real meat of this, <laughs> which is, um, do you guys remember, like, Battletoads was a really hard game, right? Like, yeah, that wasn't yeah. an easy game to play. No. There were more than one Battletoads, right? Yeah, there's two of them, and then there's also, or no, there's, are there two Battletoads? There's definitely a Battletoads and Double Dragon game. Oh, that's Whoa, right. Whoa, what? Yeah. Because they're both. What, Konami? Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so it's like you can either be a Battletoad or you can be I a... I never played it. I never mm-hmm. had it. Is it a Super Nintendo game? It might be a Super Nintendo game. I think it is Super Nintendo, actually. Was Battletoads a cross-platform thing? You could play it on Genesis or Nintendo? I know I played it on Super Nintendo. Yeah. I can't speak for Genesis. Oh, the original one was on NES. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's the know. one that was super That's hard. That's one of my proudest NES moments is I've beaten Battletoads. Oh, nice. I think twice. Well done. But it was... Purely by chance for the last <laughs> level is hard. So they're aliens? Yeah. This was a weird time in the post Ninja Turtles uh, <laughs> yeah. cash grab where like there was biker mice from Mars, there was snailings, there was street sharks. There was, awesome. Yeah, there was all these like anthropomorphic street like how do we make an animal really muscular and mean and and like potentially like tattooed and like 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 uh, like very attitudey, like but then yeah. like there's like Bucky O'Hare and stuff. So it's like, oh, well, right. they gotta be aliens. Like let's just make them aliens instead of mutants or whatever. Is that like a Howard the Duck? Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Where it's like, screw it, they're from another planet. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The Battletoads were from another planet, right? Yeah. And they fought robots. Uh, some were robots, but some also just like other animal they're characters. Pigs. <laughs> there's pigs. There's weird warthog things. Not yeah. too different from like Bebop. Bebop oh, yeah. and they were really just aping Ninja um, Turtles. There's and they've got a buddy that's like on the ship communicating back to him. That's like a like bird oh, character, yeah. anthropomorphic bird. <laughs> um, and then like one of the bad guys is like a weird rock and roll chick, like 
Just a human. Yeah, just a human. That's right. She's like a Ziggy Stardust kind of looking. Yeah. Yeah. And then the main baddie is like a big rat guy. What the fuck is up with Battletoads? I love it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know you have a much there. better recollection of Battlefield. I played it not too long ago. Okay. Did, I, yeah. Was there a show? I don't, uh, I don't think there, there was. There wasn't a toys. TV show. There wasn't a show. It was like a low-ranking yeah. game, right? It's. I mean, it's pretty infamous for being a difficult. Like, yeah. I think it was. It was a decent sized game when it came out, um, but it didn't do as well as like like Earthworm Jim had like toys and a cartoon. Cartoon. I remember that. Like that. Yeah. That's weird. I wonder if this is like a little teaser for like, oh, Battletoads is in development. I would love that. I, I think I would too. I don't know why. That's fascinating to me. Every time yeah. the Battletoads popped up in this movie, I was like, oh, that's fun. All right. That's kind of fun. Here we go. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that was a fun part of the movie is like spotting stuff. Yeah. And I appreciate, and this was in the book too, that like they didn't call stuff out. It was just like it kind of flies by and if you yep. catch it, you catch it. Yeah. And if you don't, you don't. And they aren't like winking at the camera. Yeah, I I would say I would do a rewatch of this to be like, oh, I wonder what else. Is... Now I know where the scenes are to like look for, in yeah. the background for things, but I'll probably just read a Wikipedia thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other any other massive thoughts on Ready Player One? I feel I feel bad that I'm not doing a good job of doing what Devin would do in this conversation. But when I think of what Devin would do, he'd just be like derailing the conversation even worse than I am. <laughs> that was my attempt with the Battletoads conversation. Topic, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, Ready Player One. Go see it if you want to. But otherwise, don't. Yeah, read the book. Yeah, read the book. <laughs> Stay home. Read. It's a quick read. All right. Agreed. Uh, and that was Ready Player One. Thanks for listening to our Devinless episode. Uh, he's not officially gone. This is seldom going to happen, but I do challenge him to do an episode without me because, uh, uh, you know, beat this, I guess, is the, the, as the gauntlet is thrown down. Um, still going to make him edit it. And uh, I recorded this on one singular phone so that I don't have to do any editing. That's... That was my gift to myself for being Devinless this week. Uh, we got moviebabies.com. We got some other shit. I don't fucking know. Rate it. Say comments. I don't care. Uh, see you next time. Yeah.